Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Thank you, Arabelle, for recording all the promos for this podcast. She can be found at arabellevoiceoverartist.com. You can also help support the show by clicking on the links at dakotarustler.org to donate, purchase cool merchandise, or by purchasing Camp Ridger seasonings available at campridger.com. Today's main topic is Mexico. I'll also be covering Taiwan, Iran, COVID, and more. Today's picture for those watching on video is that of Blackwater Falls and Blackwater Falls State Park in the beautiful state of West Virginia. Sometime around 1990, I hiked through there. It made for a wonderful hike. It's beautiful country, especially if you like wooded areas. With the intro out of the way, let's get started with something I call tidbits. Everybody who knows by now that this is where I take news from the last week or so and make a few quick comments on them. Number one. Taiwan has issued its first handbook on civil defense, issuing survival guidance in a war scenario should China decide to attack proposal brought on by Russia's attack on the Ukraine. China has never denounced the use of force, nor stated they would actually use force, though threats have been implied numerous times. For those who don't know, Taiwan is technically a part of China, but often treated as a separate country. China has stepped up military activities nearby over the last two years. Handbook also explains how to find bomb shelters via via an app, as well as water and food supplies, along with first aid kits and instructions. The handbook is similar to those put out by Japan and Sweden. Taiwan has raised its alert status since the beginning of the war in Ukraine. President Tsai has vowed to defend the island and improve its defense systems and may extend compulsory military service beyond the now short four-month standard. And I will break libertarian dogma and say we should defend Taiwan, at least until we can build up our own semiconductor capacity. You know, I'm not for foreign wars or participating in foreign wars. I'm for defending North America, but Taiwan is one of the few countries I would help defend overseas. Number two, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, I guess that's how you pronounce it, has stated that Iran will not give up its right to develop its nuclear industry for peaceful purposes, and all parties involved in talks should respect this. Talks between Iran and the U.S. have been going on for 11 months in Vienna. Raisi reaffirmed that its nuclear program is strictly for peaceful purposes. Yeah, right, just like ours, I suppose, or anyone else's. 
Every country should have the right to develop nuclear weapons as a last resort means to defend itself. Mutual destruction is what guarantees there is no destruction. <clears throat> and Putin should remember that should he be tempted to use them in the Ukraine. They are not needed. We must not use them, but we should develop them and every other country should develop them too. The U.S. is considering taking the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps off its terrorist blacklist in exchange for nuclear reassurances from Iran. The IRGC is also a powerful business arm as well as an elite armed and intelligence force. If I said it once, I said it a thousand times. Let's get out of the Middle East. It's not one of those countries I want to defend. Let's defend the North American continent. And if the Middle East wants to blow itself to kingdom come, let them. Let's exercise a non-interference policy. Number three. COVID refuses to go away. The U.S. renewed the COVID-19 public health emergency, which allows millions of Americans to continue getting free tests, vaccines, and treatments for at least three more months as of last week. It comes up for renewal every three months, and supposedly this will be the last time. Does anyone really believe that? Medicaid and Medicare have covered it all along, and private insurers were also required to cover the full cost of such testing and vaccines. When the emergency finally does end, insured patients will be subject to co-pays or other costs. As I just asked, does anyone really believe this will ever end? I don't see an ending. In addition, the continuation of the mask mandate on public transit, which Biden extended last Wednesday, was shut down by a Florida judge on Tuesday. It was scheduled to last until May 3rd. Biden, as of this podcast, has not determined whether he will challenge the ruling. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if he does. You know, with virtually everyone in America going unmasked nowadays, you know, they're not wearing them anywhere except or basically health centers, you know, nobody's wearing them. But hey, take a plane or a taxi or a subway, you better slap that on your face or the COVID Nazis will find you, arrest you, or do some other stupid control freak, commie fascist dictate. Right, Biden? Number four. Last week I mentioned Cuba in my story of how sanctions hurt everyone except those whom they are intended to. Lo and behold, Reuters just released a story on how the Ukraine war is having a negative effect on Cuba. The island nation's import costs have jumped and it's threatening more hardship for residents, according to economists. Fuel and grain prices have jumped 25 and 40% respectively for the country. Island entrepreneurs are having a hard time getting businesses started. With sanctions on Russia, Russia can no longer support Cuba the way they used to. Communist-run Cuba imports about 60% of its fuel and 65% of the food it consumes. Shortages have residents standing in line for food and numerous other basic goods. This is a continuation of bad things that have affected Cuba in recent years. Trump issued sanctions on U.S. tourism to Cuba in 17 after Obama had permitted it. 
Coronavirus killed further tourism from elsewhere. Cuba is not a member of the IMF, so it gets little global aid. Because they have little cash, payments to some creditors have not been made. It's time we end 60 plus years of Cuban sanctions. They don't work. They never will. It's time to completely open up trade with Cuba and help turn it into a prosperous nation. Be they communist or not. You know, let's end the prejudice of communists. And they're not going to attack us. Cuba's not going to attack. The benefit for all the anti-immigration people out there? A profitable Cuba means far less emigration to the U.S. Number five. For all you environmental wackos out there, here's some horrible news for you. China's daily coal output reached a record high in March. So while Dub Biden is trying to electrify us into constant brownouts, China keeps pumping out coal by the tons. Why? Simple. Common sense. They're smart enough to see an upheaval in future energy uncertainties and as a security measure are cranking up production. Dirty be damned. This is exactly what the U.S. should be doing. If duh Biden's EV America ever comes to fruition, we're going to need all the electricity capacity we can get. Coal may be a necessity by the time the media, or excuse me, coal may be a necessity by the time the mafia liberal left is done with this country. With that, it is time to take a break. I'll see you in 50 seconds. If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state's sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at DakotaRustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. Just a reminder, this podcast is available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Buzzsprout. Tune in and the video version is available on Telegram, channel name Dakota Rustler. It does require an app with a phone number in order to use. Regular updates are also available on Facebook and Telegram. Search Dakota Rustler. Also, my usual shout-out to Danheim, the provider of all my background music. You can listen to them on Spotify. So, today's main topic is Mexico. My last tidbit mentioned electricity, and that's where the main topic starts off. However, be it in Mexico. Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, scolded opposition lawmakers for voting down major electricity reform. On the other hand, business leaders in the country were very happy, and this includes outside investors, including U.S. investors. 
Lopez Obrador wanted to change the Mexican Constitution to tighten state control of the electricity market, and he called his opponents treasonous when they refused. The state dominates the industry, and investors, both Mexican and foreign, are glad that such tightening has not taken place. Lopez Obrador also stated that it would protect consumers and make Mexico more self-sufficient. Since when does government control of anything ever protect consumers? There aren't too many situations in which you can say it does. And more ridiculously, when does government control ever make a country more self-sufficient? It doesn't. It makes them less self-sufficient. It makes it more expensive. Government control never works. Opponents of the measure argued it would raise costs, as I just said, and screw up clean energy commitments. The legislation would have prioritized state power utility provider Comisión Federal de Electricidad over private operators. Business lobbies and the U.S. stated that such a measure could have violated the recent North American trade agreement that came about a few years ago. Mexico, like many other places, is in great need of jobs and growth, and Obrador's proposal would have limited foreign investment to do so. Mexican president tried to achieve such measures last year, but the Mexican court shut them down, so he tried the constitutional route instead and still failed. He argued previous governments rigged the market in favor of private enterprises. Oh my God, heaven forbid private enterprise ever be in control of anything. <laughs> this left winger may be more communist than Cuba or Biden. A diplomat in Mexico believes that the president will continue to use regulatory and legal means to stifle the private sector. He must be learning from the U.S. congressional control freaks. More government, all, more government almost always means more BS and far less efficiency. Lopez Obrador also wants to nationalize the country's lithium services. This is of interest to me, as I am invested in lithium ETFs. They are down a bit lately, but the potential for growth is immense, especially if duh Biden's EV America takes root. Under Obrador's lithium bill, Mexico would reserve the sole right to exploit the metal via a state-run company. Mexico has no commercial production of lithium at this time, but it would be great if they did. I'd much rather see the U.S. buy the rare earth metal from Mexico than from China whenever possible. And I'd prefer my investments in lithium to make money from places other than China. To the best of my knowledge, the small amount of money I have invested in is my only exposure to China, though I have no delusions about total separation. Otherwise, virtually any mutual fund that you own is probably going to have something in China. It's just the way it is nowadays. In another Mexico story from Reuters, the Mexican president has criticized the Texas government for enhanced commercial truck inspections along the border. He called it despicable. Well, maybe if you would privatize more of your country's economy, thereby helping your citizens to achieve greatness, 
free of government interference? Perhaps, just perhaps, the caravans of citizens trying to get here may not want to escape Mexico. Ever think of that, Andres? Uh, the added inspections have backed up traffic and initiated protests by Mexican truckers. Traffic jams supposedly have cost millions of dollars in losses. The White House criticized Texas also and its governor, saying the inspections have disrupted food and automobile supply chains, driving up prices. Again, open up your country, Mr. President, so the U.S. immigration Nazis don't have to worry about drugs and illegals coming over here. And when I referred to the president, I meant the Mexican president. Texas has, Texas has stated that it will halt the added inspections upon concluding deals with the four Mexican states that border Texas, and they have just done so with those Mexican states increasing security efforts aimed at cracking down on illegals and drug smuggling. As I said, the four states, I don't recall them offhand. They have come to agreements with Texas and supposedly the added inspections have been halted, but the governor says they could be reinstated at any time. Also, we are just finding out that last year Mexico shut down a select anti-narcotics unit that for 25 years worked hand-in-hand, code word for trained in Quantico, with the U.S. Department of Drug Enforcement Agency, excuse me. Apparently, the U.S. has sensitive investigative units, SIUs, operating in 15 countries in its war on drugs. Trained in the U.S., they are controlled by their respective national governments. The Mexican unit helped in the case of Joaquin Guzman, a.k.a. El Chapo, one-time leader of the Sinaloa Cartel. Lopez Obrador shut it down last year, but it's only being acknowledged now. Opponents of the shutdown claim it will only result in more drugs on U.S. streets via synthetics produced by the Mexican cartels and even more violence in Mexico. A country of just 130 million had over 33,000 homicides last year, compared to 22,800 for the U.S., which has a population more than two and a half times that of Mexico. This, of course, brings us to the war on drugs and whether that war should end or not end. Let me just say that I've always believed that people who want to do drugs will do them, be they legal or not. And those who think drugs are stupid will not start just because they become legal. It's no different than anything else. People don't do things just because they can. They do things because they want to and don't do things because they don't want to. With that, I will close. There will be no podcast next week as I need to attend to someone getting minor surgery for a couple of days. So, till next time. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free, class dismissed. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root. All rights reserved by DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information. 